And for me, I felt like when I felt discouragement, I had failed the test because you're never supposed to, like the idea that I had in my head was that you're never supposed to feel discouraged because you should always have faith in God. And if you ever feel discouragement, that means that you don't have faith in God and oh, you just failed the test. And now you have to continue to be in this test and everything that God has for you is being delayed because you felt discouraged. I'm specifically talking about feeling discouraged. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Church Boy Confessions Podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Hecke, and I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much, so, so much for tuning in once again, because you didn't have to. You didn't have to. I would say that there's a lot of, you know, more fun things, maybe more entertaining things that you could be doing right now, but you actually chose to sit down one place and be completely still and close your eyes and listen to my podcast. That may be an exaggeration, but you guys get the point. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. I hope you guys have had an amazing week since last week. Um, And yeah, I will say this. I've gotten a lot of positive feedback about last week's episode, and I'm really happy that you guys liked it. I will say once again, and I say this all the time, that when I get that positive feedback from you guys and when I know that, you know, something that God has given to me to give to you guys really helps you, um, it makes me feel so much better. Not to mention that, like, I think I was being really like talking about I don't know. I was, I was I was being really transparent last episode, and I'm just happy that you know whenever I'm transparent with you guys, um, you guys really I don't know it really helps. Um, so yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for all the feedback that I've been getting, and um, I pray that you know we're on this journey together, guys. And when I grow, like the goal is for all of us to grow. Like we're all growing at the same time, and we're gonna get to wherever we need to get before God takes us home. So um, this episode, I wanted to talk to the people who are feeling discouraged because we've all been there. Um, And specifically, I would say it's kind of like going off of last episode, um, just because like I feel like a lot of it is a continuation from what we talked about last week. Um, But let me just paint the scene for you guys. Let me back up real quick and paint the scene why I'm talking about this, how this came about. So. Like last episode, I was talking about this period of me waiting to get whatever God has for me to get in life. You know, like I feel like there's a specific promise that God has given me um, and he has set me up to be somebody. But like, I'm, I feel like I'm still I am that person and I'm doing like I'm in the midst of walking in my purpose. But I'm still waiting for that big, like almost like a climax moment, like some type of thing that God has coming for me. I like to keep it personal if that's OK with you guys. Um, and I'm waiting for it. Um, But it missed me waiting for it. Like, I think that, you know, I've heard this saying, you know, and I think a lot of us has heard it um, and we've pretty much agreed to it as being the truth um, of just this idea that, you know, when you face trials in life, God uses those trials to mold you. Um, and that, you know, it's almost like tests and he may continue to give you the same test until you pass it because sometimes we fail the test. Um, And I wanted to go off that because, I would say that, you know, there's been times where I feel like my misinterpretation of that saying has caused a lot of hurt for me. Um, So I want to talk about that Um, because I've been quite discouraged um, just because, you know, when you talk about failing a test, a lot of times like 
you can get mad at yourself. Like you fail a test. Maybe you get like a D or F or C, whatever it might be. And you feel really upset that you failed the test. Right. And like um, it makes you think like, what's wrong with you? I feel like that's the same type of thoughts that we can have when we fail a test that God puts in front of us. Um, And for me, I felt like I was failing the test because like, mind you, I've been waiting for this moment of, you know, this moment, this promise that God has promised me for a long time now. And um, I, I have not received any signs that say that it's not real, but I've only received signs that say that it's coming. Um, and I've been discouraged many times throughout the entire road, many times, probably every day. And for me, I felt like when I felt discouragement, I had failed the test because you're never supposed to, like the idea that I had in my head was that you're never supposed to feel discouraged because you should always have faith in God. And if you ever feel discouragement, that means that you don't have faith in God and oh, you just failed the test. And now you have to continue to be in this test and everything that God has for you is being delayed because you felt discouraged. I'm specifically talking about feeling discouraged. Um, and let's just say that I think that I was my understanding of all of that was just wrong. Um, I blame myself for feeling discouraged. I always thought to myself that when bad things happen, I shouldn't even flinch. And if I'm flinching, then that means I'm not trusting God. And all of all, all that I'm working towards is just being delayed. Um, and basically, I'm thinking to myself, I should never lose confidence. I should never lose enthusiasm when doing the service of God or thinking about what he's going to do for me in the future. Um, and I mean, I feel like there's some truth to that where it's like the goal should be to never even flinch. The goal should be to never feel not confident or never feel less enthusiastic about things. That should be the goal. We should all be striving towards it. But I don't think that whenever we feel discouragement, we should count that as a point against us. And I don't think that God counts that as a point against us. Um, so I was, you know, this is the idea that I had. Um, and, you know, this past week I read like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this app called Solid Joys, but it gives you like little quick devotionals. I definitely recommend it. Like if you guys are just like, you know, waiting in line for something and it's like you have some time, you want to get closer to God um, and you just whip out your phone, look at the quick devotional and like, you know, it goes right off of a verse and this time, I don't normally open the app, but this time I opened the app and um, I looked at it and it was talking about this topic. And this is where I'm pretty much like this was really kind of like the turning moment for me and like developed into the message that I'm about to preach. So what I want everybody to get from this um, episode is that it is not wrong to feel discouraged. It's not wrong to feel discouragement. Um, and I want to paint it like this, like. You can't stop Satan from attacking you. And I've said this before. You can't stop Satan from attacking you. And Satan will throw attacks at you in order to discourage you from doing certain things or believing in certain things. You don't have to feel bad if Satan's attacking you. If anything, that's indicative of the fact that you're on the right track or you're doing something right. You should not feel bad if you are feeling. Keyword is feeling. Feeling discouragement. But I will say this. We may not be responsible for some of our feelings that come about sometimes because like, mind you, like sometimes like, yeah, like, you know, if you know Satan's left and you go right, then I guess like that's you controlling, you know, whether you get attacked by Satan or not. But I'd say in most cases, we don't really have a choice. Like it's not something that we, we have control over. It's just the world hits us with things that we can't control. Um, but 
there is some accountability that that lies in that topic, right? But it's not in feeling discouraged because discouragement is going to come. And this is what I want you guys to understand. Discouragement will come to you in your life. But there are two choices that you have to make once it comes into your life. There's two things that you can do. You can either yield to it or you can fight it. And that right there is what defines a pass or a failure. If we're talking about, you know, God's tests and everything. It's not feeling discouraged. You feeling discouraged does not mean that you failed the test. Does not mean that you have to do it all over again or that you're not, you know, paying attention to God. You feeling discouraged is a part of the journey. But what you do with that discouragement, that is what we are more accountable of. So I wanted to, of course, bring up biblical context, and this is going to be in Matthew chapter 26, verse 36 to 39. Um, I'm going to jump to verse 42, but I, I, would, um, I would encourage you guys to read um, 36 all the way to 42 without jumping. Um, and this is Jesus in Gethsemane. I've preached about this before. Um, where Jesus is is approaching, like literally he's, this is the night where Jesus gets taken away, um, you know, arrested and, you know, will stand trial and will get beaten, battered and bruised, and then ultimately be crucified for our sins. Um, and I just, I'm just going to read it because this is a time where Jesus felt discouragement. And I will say, quick disclaimer, if you look at the definition of discouragement, it means that something happens. So now you don't have confidence in something or that you don't or that you don't have enthusiasm. When I'm talking about Jesus feeling discouraged, I'm not saying that he didn't have confidence because nowhere in this verse does it say that he didn't have confidence. And I don't think that Jesus ever lacked confidence or didn't ever didn't have confidence. But you will see in this verse that, you know, he may have not been the most enthusiastic about the trials that he was about to face um, very much justifiably. So starting in verse 36, then cometh Jesus with them, his disciples, unto a place called Gethsemane, and said unto the disciples, sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and two son, and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy, sorrowful and very heavy. Jesus was feeling sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, my soul exceeding so, is, is exceeding sorrowful even unto death tarry ye here and watch with me and he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed he fell on his face and prayed saying oh my father if it be possible let this cup the cup talking about the trials and tribulations that he's about to face the burden that's on him right now that he's got to go and die for all of our sins and face all of you know even even face all of carry all of our sins really let this cup pass from me nevertheless not as i will but as thou wilt Jumping to verse 42, he went and prayed to God again. He said he went again and he went again the second time and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. I believe he went a total of three times. Um, but in this passage, in what I've selected, there's two times, right? Um, so, yeah. What do you see in this in this verse? That doesn't look like a Jesus that's skipping to the cross. <laughs> that doesn't look like a Jesus that's super hype and ready to go and ready to get beaten, battered and bruised for our transgressions and, and, and all of that. It doesn't it doesn't sound like Jesus was the most enthusiastic. It sounded like he was feeling a lot of pressure. Like it said, his heart was he began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Like many of us may be sorrowful and very heavy. 
whenever everything in life is going great. I mean, talk about 2020. How many times have you been discouraged this year? I mean, look at, man, look at all the people that are talking about 2020 vision, 2020 vision, 2020 vision. What? Where's the 2020? Where's all that enthusiasm now? We've been socked hard enough and we've all been discouraged. We've all faced discouragement in this time. We've lost enthusiasm. And many of us, unlike Jesus, has lost confidence. But here's the thing, man. You didn't. You're not the reason why so many things have gone wrong in your life. And maybe in some cases you are. And thank God for his grace. But you didn't start COVID. You didn't cancel your graduation. You didn't do a lot of you didn't cancel your internship. You didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like you didn't bring that sickness on your family, or at least intentionally. A lot of things have happened that are out of your control. The devil has been attacking you. The enemy has been attacking you. And you can't control whether he attacks you or not. Sometimes you can, but most of the time you you, you can't. And you can feel that discouragement. He's going to throw discouragement in your face. Because in one of the verses, and I should have read it, um, Jesus said that, his his spirit was willing, but the, the flesh, his flesh was the part that was hard. It was hard for him. It became hard for him. He was feeling discouraged. But I want you to notice something. You know, like, he fought it. And there's a difference between fighting and yielding. Jesus went on his knees and he prayed and he inquired with the Lord. And at the end of the day, although he faced discouragement, he beat it. He beat it. Stop being mad at yourself for feeling discouraged. Stop thinking that it's a strange, you know, to to be in battle with with discouragement. It's It's a real thing and it needs to be battled. It needs to be acknowledged. I know a lot of us like to act like we're confident and and we got it going on all the time every day right we we like to act like that but sometimes you're going to actually feel discouraged and you need to acknowledge that you feel discouraged because you can't battle what you do not acknowledge jesus acknowledged that he was his heart was sorrowful or that he was sorrowful and that he was heavy so he went and he kneeled down and he inquired with the lord you have to take action because you can either yield to it or you can fight it because we sometimes we get this idea that, you know, this Christian life was supposed to be easy. I'm supposed to be feeling blessed all the time. Everything's supposed to be cool, right? Like what? what Suffering. That's not supposed to happen. Didn't Jesus? No, no, that's not. It's not true. It's not that, that you know, that was never. There's nowhere in the Bible that says you won't suffer. There's nowhere in the Bible that you won't. That says you won't feel discouraged, man. Everybody has felt discouraged at some point. I could even talk about David. When David was discouraged, he he inquired with the Lord. He encouraged himself in the Lord. Jesus felt discouraged, but he fought it. He fought it. So what do you do when you're discouraged? Do you fight or do you yield? So let me let me name some things. Right. What does it look like to fight discouragement? It looks like prayer. It looks like inquiring with God, having conversations with him. Let people think that you're talking to yourself. Literally every morning I sit on this bed 
during my devotion, my time to read the word and, and speak with God. And I'm talking to God out loud. I'm talking to him like a therapist, literally. Inquire with God. Get in the word. How often are we reading the word? I tell you, man, I took a break, like not even taking a break, but like I kind of fell off a little bit, you know, of from habitually learning the word or reading the word every day. Um, And I tell you, man, when you don't when you don't get that word, bro, like you you start to defamiliarize yourself with what God sounds like and his voice and what he his character and when you detach yourself from all of that it's hard to hear him it's hard to 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 stay in his provision it's hard to know what like you know what I'm saying he's saying like getting in the word I know it's hard because you start and then you feel bad because you quit but then you gotta get back up and you gotta start again you gotta get in that word there's no shortcuts around it there's no shortcuts around reading the word of god if you don't know where you got to read please i would say start at the gospels or or even if that if you don't know like where to read um search up verses on whatever you're feeling and then read those entire chapters and just start marking up your bible so then next time you're feeling like that you can just open up to again i promise you there's different ways maybe i'll write an editorial about that um talk to someone you can trust about it God has put people in our lives, and I pray that you have somebody in your life that we could talk to, man. We could talk to, we could share with, make sure it's somebody you trust and talk to them about it. You know, because then even God can use them to say something to you, to deliver a message to you. Um, be around family, be around people that support you. Carry on. Carry on is carrying on is a great sign of whether you're fighting or not. Because discouragement, what it does is a lot of times the enemy tries to paralyze us and make it feel like, oh, we we why even continue? And then when you feel that discouragement of why even continue, you're just laying in your bed and you're crying, right? Of course, you need to get out your emotions and everything. But now you don't want to get out of bed. Ooh, that's that's the, that's the bad part. You don't want to get back up. Why even bother? All of those thoughts. What's the use? All of those thoughts, man. But Jesus carried on. I'm not even saying nowhere does it even say that the sorrow and the and the what is it called that um, the sorrow and the heaviness left. It never said that the sorrow and the heaviness left Jesus. I mean, you saw that in the passage that we were reading. But he said, if it's your will, I'll do it. He carried on. He carried on. And trusting God, that's a big sign of whether you're fighting or whether you're not or whether you're yielding. You got to trust God. Trust God, trust God, trust God. Because here's the thing, man. And I'm, a lot of the times, I'm not even a lot of times, all the time, trusting God is better than yielding. Because at the end of the day, man, when you're actually listening to what God wants you to do, we always fear the worst that could happen, but like we don't actually define the worst that could happen. And sometimes the worst that could happen is just that, what, we're tired or really like that, like just we're tired. But when we yield, man, like not only do you feel that pressure of regretting, not only do you feel all of that, but it's like sometimes it's like it it hurts your relationship with God because you didn't yield because he told you to yield. You yielded because you didn't trust him. What does it look like to yield? Wallowing. Like I said, great. Cry. Get your emotions out. 
But when your emotions start to hold you back from getting back up, man, that's a problem. Now you're wallowing. Um, losing all hope. If God doesn't like, here's the thing. God is the almighty, right? He has preeminence over all things. If he has not told you to stop, because here's the thing. Maybe sometimes you need to stop. Maybe you need to stop expecting certain things. Maybe you need to stop, uh, whatever, but make sure that voice is from God. Cause if it's not from God, then there's no reason for you to stop. There's no reason for you to yield to anything to any voice, to any instruction, if it's not God's. So if God's not telling you to stop, then don't lose hope. You have now been hit with discouragement. That doesn't mean that you have to lose hope. That doesn't mean that you have to wallow in all of your pain. That doesn't mean that you have to sit still and be paralyzed and be too scared to move forward. That's the time when you got to fight. It's those times that are the most important, kind of like when you're doing 50 sit-ups or whatever, how many sit-ups, and you get to maybe like, what, how, what, shoot, 15, and, and like it starts to burn, and it's like when it starts to burn, like that's when it's really like, ooh, like that's where you're going to get the growth, what, what you do when it starts to burn. That's when you're really going to learn more about yourself and who God is when it starts to feel so discouraging, but you carry on anyways. Because you rely on the strength of the Lord. I would say this like I'm saying it to myself. Stop the self-deprecating thoughts, man. You're not failing the test because you feel discouraged. You may be probably failing the test because you're yielding to discouragement. You're allowing the discouragement to change your actions and change how you perceive God and the situation. You are supposed to feel discouraged. That's a part of the journey. Jesus felt discouraged. David felt discouraged. Everybody felt discouraged at some point. That's a part of the journey. But what do you do? What do you do after you feel the discouragement? Do you yield to it or do you fight it? Yielding, God gets no glory. But fighting, God will always get the glory. He's not going to leave you hanging. God will always get the glory. God will always get the glory. Um, yeah. I hope that um. I hope that that really helps you. You will be discouraged again. For something, and that's nothing to fear. It's something to fight. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much, God, for the word that you've um, delivered to all of us, God, all of us who are discouraged. Oh, God, we need you. We need you so much, Father. Help us, Father God, because we could be discouraged right now, Lord Jesus, but we come before you, God, and we share with you how we feel, God, because you care. And we ask that you come and meet us where we are, Father God, and that you hold us, uphold us with your right hand, right hand of righteousness, Father God. I pray you please help us and be our strength in this time and help us help our unbelief. God, help us to trust in you, God. Help us to recognize that it's not about us. It's not by our power. It's not by our might, but it's by you, God. Help us to truly rely on you, to trust in you, God. We will be discouraged again because it is a part of the journey, Father. But God, we will not yield to it. We will fight it. We will fight it. We will fight it. We will continue to fight. This life is a fight. We're not waiting for our lives to be perfect one day on this earth. 
we realize that we will be fighting until the day that we die and we are with you in heaven. That's the goal. That's where the perfection is. That's where there's no more problems and there's no more suffering. That's where it is. That's the goal. That's the treasure. Thank you, Father. And we just ask for your strength. We don't have it ourselves. We need it from you, oh God. Help us, use us, strengthen us. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys go out and you guys have an amazing week. I hope that you guys um, be okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, just know that God is there, that he's with you, that he sees you, that he will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And he loves you more than your parents. He loves you more than your boyfriend or your girlfriend. He loves you more than the closest person in your life to you. He loves you. He loves you. Start there. Understand that. Start there. Start your thinking there. Start your logic there. Start everything there. God loves you so much. I love you guys. Have a wonderful week. Peace. If you like what you heard in this podcast episode, make sure you share it with a friend that needs to hear it. And if you're a person that likes more of a visual experience, Church Boy Confessions podcast videos are available on Unassociated's YouTube channel. Subscribe to our channel today for unlimited access to our video content.